Hello, and welcome to another episode of Piecing the Parsha Together, where we attempt to understand the structure of the Parsha Sashavua. This week's Parsha is Parsha Avayera, another long and story filled Parsha. But when you look at the actual divisions in the Torah, there are fewer than last week's Parsha. The first section, which is 71 Psukim, runs from Hashem visiting Avraham after his bris milah, through the angels, through the discussion of destroying Sodom and Amora, through the destruction of Sodom and Amora, and concluding with the birth of Ammon and Moab, who will help be the uh, ancestors for Mashiach. Following that lengthy section, Avraham goes to Gerar, and then Yitzchak will be born. And in the discussion of Yitzchak being born, Yishmael will be banished. And following that is a short, a short section where Avimelech makes a bris with Avraham, and then the final uh, section is the Akedas Yitzchak. It seems, based on last week's Parsha, where Avraham perhaps is trying to obtain perfection, completion, uh, perhaps the word Tamim, which is used uh, in the introduction of the commandment for Avraham to have a bris milah, I think that if you look at the events of Parshas Vayera, it almost seems that Avraham has obtained that, and the events of Parshas Vayera seem to almost be functioning at a slightly higher level. Avraham is known as the Av of Chesed, but the interesting thing is that none of that is indicated in the Psukim in any way in Parshas Lechacha. The examples of Avraham's Chesed are going to be the Chesed that he shows to the Malachim at the beginning of this week's Parsha. And um, at the end of the bris with Avimelech, he, it says that he, he plants an Eishel, which uh, Rashi uh, quotes a Medrash, that it could stand for Achila, Shtia, and Linus. Avraham had an in. The idea of Avraham uh, carrying out chesed is not mentioned earlier. Are these And these are the examples that we have. So that is an interesting uh, observation. Could it be that Avraham until this point maybe is working on the nefesh asher asu b'charon, the cure of the outreach, all the converts that perhaps he had amassed. Avraham has a, a fear of Carrying out the bris milah, he's worried. What will people say? One of the reasons that it says etzim hayom hazeh, and we, by contrast, do not see Abraham engage in the same kind of kiruv, even an illusion in Parshas Vayera. Nor do we have reference to any of his students anymore. So, is there a shift in Abraham's role? Is no longer quite the outreach, but more of an act of chesed. Are they exa- is there a certain exchange? 
I'm not 100% sure, but it could be the idea of Chesed is going out and trying to bring Hashem to the world. And, and that may have been done at one point in time through Kirov. And it's shifting gears in Parshas Vayera to what we normally think of as Chesed of, of, of kindness towards, towards strangers. It is interesting. You could say it even begins, the parsha begins with Hashem carrying out an act of chesed of the Bikor Cholim of visiting Avraham on the third day of his bris milah. But again, we see that Avraham himself is looking for uh, visitors. It says it's the Chom Hayom. Hashem doesn't want to uh, burden Avraham with guests, but nevertheless, Avraham is doing it. So Hashem will send miracles again, a sort of supernatural element of things above and beyond just the norm. That these are angelic people. There's not even a need for them to have the chesed that Avram shows. Rashi says they eat because that's the minigamakam. They don't need to eat. But when you're around people who eat, you eat. And, of course, in this visit, Avraham is healed by one of the malachim, Raphael. And then Avraham is informed that he will have a child. I believe that's Michael. And then Gavriel, I believe, is the third angel who will overturn Stom and Amor. And so again, you have this sort of supernatural element. And there's a, a riddle that I have heard, sort of speak, a riddle of, of sorts of, the Gemara says it, that uh, you see Abraham is talking to Hashem and he runs and he, he sees he does his hachnasus orchem. And you, and you see the Gemara will conclude that Hachnasas Orchem can push off even talking to Hashem. But the interesting thing, so the, the riddle is, how does Avraham know that? We we know that from Avraham's actions. How did Avraham know that? But but Avraham will go back to speak to Hashem. And it is interesting that when Avraham goes back to speak to Hashem, Hashem uh, is telling uh, the angels. How can I conceal what I'm doing from Avraham? It says in Pasuk Yud Zion, Hashem Amar said, Shall I hide from Avraham, Asher Niyosu, what I'm going to do? Abraham Hayu Yelagoi, Godal, he's going to be a big nation, Atsum, Eretz, and a blessing for all the, the nations of the land. So if Abraham's returning to the conversation, is Hashem, is that conversation Hashem informing Abraham is going to destroy Sodom and Amorah? Is there a contrast of the Chesed that Abraham does, even when he is in the epitome of pain, the pinnacle of pain from his bris mila? To compare that to the lack of chesed, the cruelty of Saddam. So that Hashem is going to say, you've seen, uh, you've done chesed, you've put yourself out for chesed. The people of Saddam don't have that. And Avraham jumps right in and and has a lengthy uh, conversation. He's praying for Hashem, praying to Hashem, save them, save them. If there's 10 people in each city, maybe, maybe if there's only nine, you can act as the 10th person. Maybe there aren't 10 in one city, but perhaps there are 10 in a few cities. He just goes down slowly, slowly until he gets to 10 and he doesn't go lower than 10 because you can't save the world. If you can't save a place if there's less than 10 righteous people. Problem goes in. And again, it's, it's, it's a little funny. Saddam represents the epitome, the opposite 
of 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 um what Avraham stands for of Chesed. And um Avraham says he I think it's Hanochi Afar Ve'efer, dust and ashes. And as I'll say that because he said that, we get the mitzvahs of Paraduma from the ashes and the afer of the sota. The uh, sota water. They, they burn burn it up and they put it in water. The for the woman who is as accused of being um she this is this is this is the this is the process to test her fidelity. And my Rebbe or Shaftal Nuberg's Corona Lavracha pointed out that Abraham sort of throws himself in here in almost a supernatural way, it goes against the grain for him. He shouldn't care about the destruction of Sodom and Amorah, but because he did that, we, his descendants, will get mitzvahs that sort of are supernatural. The, the idea of the paraduma, that it, it makes Tohor, people who have come in contact with a dead body, but it makes everybody who is associated with a tummy defies explanation, and so to water, if the woman drinks the water and in fact she is innocent, she's guaranteed a child. So there's a miracle built into these mitzvahs, which is in contrast to the previous parsha when Avram has a conversation with the king of Stone. Interesting that they're both related to Stone, these discussions. Um, Avraham will say, I won't take a, a string or a shoe strap. And it says we merit because of that conversation, Tefillin and Tzitzis. But perhaps we've moved up a little bit. It's not yet mitzvahs in both places, but these mitzvahs are once again almost supernatural um, in their in their nature. The 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 paraduma and the sota water. And then, as the story carries further through, Lot will you know be saved, and the stone will be destroyed, and Lot will end up in a cave with his daughters, and we'll have the birth of Mashiach from that union. Again, Mashiach is 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 going to come from if other 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 areas. There's sort of a less than completely pure origins, always sort of shrouded in 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 a, in a hint of immorality. The daughters of Lot is an incestuous relationship. Yehuda and Tamar, David and Bathsheba. But again, it's perhaps a sort of a above. The normal order of things. Maybe that, in a sense, the Sultan would be too quick to 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 try to attack uh, Mashiach. But if it comes in a less than ideal uh, circumstance, then he, he backs off. So that's the first chunk of the parsha. A couple different examples of Abraham seemingly being, and the events that happen, perhaps seemingly being above the natural order of things. And then Avraham uh, will, will meet Abimelech, and Sarah will be taken. And um, Hashem tells uh, Avimelech something that uh, will tie into something that I, I, I forgot to mention um, in the previous thing, that, uh, that Avimelech should return Sarah, and Avraham will pray for his well-being because the house of Avimelech is struck, and people are unable to go to the bathroom, and they will all die. It says that um, 
So Avraham prays to God, and he God heals Avimelech and his wife and the servants, and they're able to to relieve themselves. So that's Avraham's prayer. That is Pasuk Yud Zayin of Perichof, and in Pasuk Zayin of Perichof it says Hashem tells Avimelech, Ata veAta Hashiv, Eishes Haish, return this man's wife Kinavihu. He is a prophet. He is Pelel Baadcha. And he'll pray for you. And again, we don't have this concept of Avraham, the power of Avraham's prayer in Parshas Lechlecha. And I would have said, furthermore, Avraham's discussion um, with Hashem to save Sodom and Amorah, uh, the wording there, Vayashkem, is a reference that we know that Avraham was Masakin the tefillah. Avraham uh, set the tefillah of Shachris. So once again, we don't have these kinds of things in Parshas Lechlecha. So Avraham's, uh, you know, a superior chesed, Avraham's koach supernatural mitzvahs, the origins of Mashiach. So if the Parsha continues, it will be the birth of Yitzchak, obviously the future generation, again, and you could say in a miraculous way, Avraham is 100 and Sarah is 90. And then Yishmael will be banished from Avraham's house. That is clearly a way to preserve um, the next generation. Um, I again I heard from my Rebbe in a different, a different cont- a different uh, time, uh, that the the S uh, it says that Hashem will will remember the bris with S Avraham S Yitzchak S Yaakov. I think it's in reverse order, but he he said that the S refers to the role the Imahos play in in keeping that covenant. So Sarah here. Perhaps in the last part, in some way too, is trying to make sure that there are no negative influences on Yitzchak, especially if it says Yishmael is, uh, is he uses the word mitzachek, um, and Rashi says that's a reference to the, the three cardinal sins. And it says specifically that Avimelech, once Yitzchak is born, Avimelech wants to make a bris, a covenant with Avraham, because. He sees, okay, Yitzchak is now born. That's where the future is going to be. And it's important for him to make sure that his his uh, people don't get uh, don't get obliterated. And if Hirsch says on this um, Pasuk where it says, Ba'isa, he, Avimelech comes at that time. If Hirsch says that Avraham makes the promise, but not, not Avimelech. And Avimelech, he says, has an understanding that if Avraham makes a promise, it's something that will last for all of his generations too because of the chinuch, the education that Avraham would give to his family, that if I made a vow, we have to honor that even in subsequent generations. And of course, the Parsha culminates with perhaps most famous story in the Parsha, and that is of the Kedis Yitzchak, where Avraham is commanded, and he doesn't ask a question, to go and take his son and offer him as a as a sacrifice and um this is according to many uh people who count abraham steps this is the last one this is the the hardest one and um there's a an interesting uh, presentation by rabbi david foreman and his parsha companion on um safe abracious parshas vayera where he shows the order, he calls it a chiasm, sort of a pairing of different psukim, working you know, from one end to the other. 
and he says that sort of the 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 similarities get to a central point that the central point is Avraham telling his son Yitzchak, "I'm here." Yitzchak asks him, "Hey, Dad, where's the korban?" And Avraham says, "Hashem will see." And my son, it could be that Rosh rushes, it could be you will be the korban. Rabbi Foreman uh, reads it as saying that Avraham is remaining faithful to both his son and Hashem. He says, I don't know what's going to happen, but Hashem tells him to take Yitzchak and offer him as a sacrifice. And Avraham says to that, Hineni, which Rashi says, I'm ready. And when Yitzchak asks Avraham, he says, Dad, where's the korban? And Yitzchak might be suspecting what, what's up. Is it me? And Avraham once again doesn't shriek away from that. And he says, I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever is going to happen, it's going to be Hashem. And it says that the two of them then walk together. But it could be the significance of the test is not just a question specifically of Abraham's unquestioning faith, but it's Abraham's unquestioning faith in addition to his unquestioning loyalty to his son that he doesn't hide anything. And that is, I'm saying, when, you, when, when it's looked at that way, I think that it's, it takes the test to an entirely different level, even if the unblinding faith of it was already a particularly high level for Avram to sacrifice his son that he waits 100 years to be born for. There are other, other tests of faith that Avraham has in, um, in some of the other, other tests that he does. And then the Parsha, of course, ends, the last little section, with the birth of Rivka and, of course, the, the birth of the future of Klal Yisrael. So, once again, Parshas Vayera might in certain way reflect, you have Lechacha as Avraham trying to obtain the completion, the perfection that he maybe obtains at the end of the Parsha, perhaps through Brismila specifically. And then it almost seems like in Parshas Vayera, Avraham has, has reached new heights. And, and the, the stories that are here are almost at, a, at a, almost a level beyond just the norm. And with that, I hope we are all uh, zocha to have a, a truly, you know, uplifting Shabbos and uh, take the lessons here to lift our lives even further and realize that we are the descendants of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, individuals who have complete mastery of the physical world, their, their, their physical selves. We should use that always to motivate us to strive higher. And I uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.